0: I am safe. I deserve to be here. I always arrive at the right place at the right time. This is the mantra that I typically use when I'm going into something that I feel maybe has a little, I have a little edge to me. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous or I have some of those butterflies in my stomach and taking three deep breaths and just saying, I am safe right like in this very second i hope right you're safe i deserve to be here we all deserve to be here and i always arrive at the right place at the right time you know it's especially being in la with traffic and parking and things like that you're late or you're rushed or you've given yourself too much time and and now you're sitting in the lobby or whatever it is you know at an audition at an interview at a meeting um and but it's it's this reminder that You always arrive at the right place at the right time that you're supposed to be there. And that just takes away the pressure. So those three um, simple sentences uh, work. Sometimes I have to say them three or four times before I actually start to believe them. But usually I I find that most effective.
1: Welcome to Artistic Beginnings. I'm Melody. And I'm Mitch. This is a podcast
2: where we speak with a variety of creatives to learn about their artistic beginnings.
1: And you just heard from the creator of Zenimal, Anna Peterson-Maxalka.
2: It was great to speak with her about why she created Zenimal, and it was really inspiring hearing about the work she is doing for children when it
0: comes to mindfulness.
1: So let's get right back to it where did you find that kind of mantra
0: yeah i think it's been just a it's um several people that third one is my favorite actually and that um jessica Hardup, she is this unbelievable i don't know healer in down in hermosa beach and she has helped me immensely i um when i was 17 i i broke my back and my neck and so i i suffer off and on from from pain from that and um nerve stuff and she's helped me and then you know, while she's working on my body and I'm explaining to her like, oh, I'm, I'm frustrated about this or I'm having trouble with this or I'm feeling stressed about this. And she's like, you know, you you always arrive at the right place at the right time, Anna. It's it may not feel like it, but you're going to look back and say, oh, man, that good thing I was late for that meeting or, you know, good thing that the factory couldn't get the animals the over here in time or whatever it is. So that that has been really awesome. And then the I am safe. That's just so, it's so basic right I think we live a lot in the past we live a lot in the future and the past is depression and the future is anxiety and um, I managed to do both at the same time which i think is a pretty decent talent <laughs> but it does not serve does not serve my brain well or my well-being and um and so just reminding yourself that in this very second which is all that matters it's all we have control over is this very second is you're safe and that kind of takes your nervous system down a notch is that you're not hearing not being chased by a woolly mammoth, right? That's kind of where we kind of have that, that fight or flight mechanism in our brain. And, and so just saying I'm saying I'm not being chased by anything, it's good, it's gonna be fine. Um, I'm safe. So that, that takes my nervous system down a lot. And and then just the reminder is I deserve to be here just like everybody else. It's your given right. Everybody deserves to take up a little bit of space. And I think especially you know, not to play like too hard on the female card because i because i I don't like to give that as an excuse, but I don't know that we are always fully raised to take up as much space as men and and just you deserve to take up equal space. <laughs> that helps a lot as well. So having those three is has proven to be helpful,
1: yeah. it seems like it's really taking you on a, on a path to something that's really meant a lot for your life as well as for impacting others would would be great to to know a little bit about how your kind of passions and and your journey kind of started uh could you give a little little background on on kind of where you came from and and what kind of built you the, to the person that you are
0: today yeah, boy. Ah, uh, that's a, it's a loaded question. It goes back. It <laughs> goes back pretty far. Take um, us back. Take us. We're going back, guys. We're going back to like 1980. Ooh seven maybe um way before you guys were born um but um, no when i was when i was about 6 years old <clears throat> i started getting night terrors and so i I'd, I'd go to bed fine fall asleep fine and then i'd wake up in this this crazy panic and um sometimes i'd get physically sick i would hyperventilate and the only thing my parents could do was just kind of hold me and 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 let it run its course And this eventually became more frequent and sort of led to just pure anxiety about going to sleep, wondering if I'm going to have one. Then as I got older, obviously I couldn't go to sleepovers. I was terrified it might happen. Um, and it did happen at, at a sleepover. I thought, oh, it's, you know, it's my best friend's house. I I know, you know, her parents, it's going to be just fine. And sure enough, it it happened and, and I got physically sick. It was terribly embarrassing. And um, I had to have my my dad come pick me up in the middle of the night. And mm-hmm. um, from there on out, it was like here, you know, I'm stuck in my house and, and the sun would go down and I'd feel that, that panic rise up in my throat. Eventually, uh, my parents took me to this really amazing, amazing psychiatrist, uh, psychologist, I think she is, brilliant woman, um, Dr. Tina Fleshman. And she taught me mindfulness meditation. She had me close my eyes, relax my body, get control of my breath, those big big breaths in and out and then visualize my happiest place and for me that was riding my pony on the beach and I had on jean cut off shorts of course because it was was like pretty close to the nineties at this point. Um, and then a teal t-shirt and a a ponytail. And so all of the images were really, really vivid for me. And I used this meditation anytime I started to feel that, that little feeling creep up my throat and it took me down every single time. And that same year I went to summer camp, I think for like two or three weeks by myself without a hitch. And, um, it, it completely, reversed the path of my life and like i mentioned before i uh when i was 17 i was in a pretty bad horseback riding accident and Um, had some severe injuries to my spine and um, a pretty severe concussion and kind of coming back from that I had I had a lot of depression uh, because I couldn't ride and uh, was facing prep tests and stuff for for college and that was challenging and kind of turned to mindfulness again during that time not not quite as diligently but then went into college you know off and on I'd, I'd trickle into mindfulness and meditation again and then come back out and then Um, flash forward many years coming out to L.A., um, uh, for acting, uh, which actually the, the acting path, this is, this is always kind of like a, a hilarious story is, is in college, how, how I became an actress, which was funny. Cause I started off in pre-med was so sure I wanted to be a doctor. Hmm. Um, I thought that, yeah, this is, <laughs> I'm going to do this. And then I actually, I met my husband, my now husband, uh, freshman year and both his parents are, are OBGYNs, which is another hilarious thing got really comfortable on that topic quickly, but, Mm. um, (laughs)
1: uh,
0: yeah, but they, they said, you know, make sure you make sure you know what you're signing up for, you know, with here's, here's what it's like to be a doctor. And I thought, Oh gosh, that, that sounds maybe not what I'm looking for. And then I was lost. I just was lost because up until that point, that is what I was going to do. And, and I think I was always doing it to, to make other people proud. It wasn't even, maybe something that made me terribly happy and um so i i thought you know i was, I was halfway through college and i was like oh man this is, i've wasted time what am i going to do and thought back when i was when i was 12 years old my dad took my my best friend and i to disneyland and i remember the seeing the <clears throat> the night parade and Cinderella and her stagecoach and thinking, my little 12-year-old self, like, that is the best job ever.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is
0: what I want to do. <laughs> and so I thought back to that moment. I was, I think I was 21, maybe. And I was like, that was, that was probably the best job. Like, I should go do that. And got on a plane, flew down to Florida, auditioned. And they're like, I think you'd make a decent Mary Poppins. Come on down. And so I flew home, packed up my little car and my Chihuahua and my miniature pincher, and we drove my brother and I drove down to Florida, and I lived there for a year. And played Mary Poppins, which was, I mean, it really was the best job. Uh, realized I couldn't do that forever. Went back to college, finished up with a theater degree and a minor in business. Thankfully, my dad was like, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want a little bit of a, <laughs> of a backup plan." Um, so, so I finished with that and met some of the most amazing people. I think you guys, you know, being in the entertainment and in the theater world, it's so blessed with the most remarkable special human beings, I think. And, uh, the the people that I still, I still keep in touch with today. And, um, one of them came out to LA and, and I was moving out and and I said, you know, where, where do I, where do I start for acting classes? Cause this is what I'm going to do, right? This is, I mean, I was so beyond happy anytime I had the opportunity to act in anything. And, and so he's, he referred me to Anthony Mendel's, um, school out, out here in LA. And I started and, um, he actually, one of the first, classes one of the master classes I went and watched he did like this whole special on meditation and the importance of it and actually in, and I'm thinking back now in his introductory class um makes a makes a really big point to to bring mindfulness and meditation to all of the new actors that come into his studio. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I had totally forgotten about this. This (laughs) is super important. Um, and helps so, so much. And so, um, having that, um, that was a that was a huge turning point. I also met a dear friend, Lauren Waits in in that she's an actress out here in L. A. And she was just moving to L. A. And now she's actually um, with me on the Zenimal journey. She's taking care of all of our content and social media stuff. So without that, I wouldn't have her. Um, and then. Through this same friend from college, I said, "You know, I'm ready to try something a little bit different and and stretch my legs in a different way." And he said, "Try um, John Rosenfeld Studios." And so I went there, took his tool shop, fell in love with it, and then joined Jeff Witzke's class. And that is where I met you, Miss Melody, ooh, ooh. Um, along with, gosh, what is it? Maybe like 11, 11 12 other people, maybe more yeah. that um, I haven't ever sat down to count all of them, but... If you want to talk about a special group of people, I will forever, forever be connected with these humans. Um, and that is what is so special, I think, about being in a creative community, that it is a community and you are all Facing this adversity together, and I think that if I could ever give advice to anyone that is new to to the artistic world, is to find your community. Find and I hate I kind of hate the word tribe. I think it's overused a little bit, but um, but it's <laughs> it's effective and it's what it is. It is. And yeah. and you have people standing hand in hand with you, and and at the same time, you know, realize that it is important to take your own hand on your own journey. You can't rely on everybody, but surrounding yourself. So this is, this will go to my, my, my very favorite quote from my dad is surround yourself with people who want good things for you and for who you want good things for. You will never fail. You will never completely fall in your face. Um, you know, and, and, and with all of that, you know, it's surround yourself with people who, who, who let you stretch enough. So you fail. And then they're there, they're there to pick you up, but they'll, they'll never let you fall off the edge completely. And, and having that, you know, that goes back to my mantra is I'm safe. And, and certainly knowing that I have this group of people now that, that will always be in my life. I feel safe that is so, so key. So that's, that's my really long winded explanation of, um, of that. But then how, how I kind of came, how this all brought me to Zenimal, to creating Zenimal was my daughter was born right about the time, a little bit, I guess a little bit before I joined JRS. And uh, I think she was six months old when I, when I came in there and sitting with her in the hospital, room and looking down at her and, and being overjoyed, right? It's like, it is such a cool thing to have kids. And um, the first day they're there, your mind is just kind of blown. But there was this rush of panic that I had of, oh my gosh, what if she has night terrors? What if I've passed this on to her, this anxiety? What am I going to tell her? And I I felt bad and I you know cried. And and I said, it is now my mission to find solutions for her. And so I was you know, looking on my phone, you know what? There has to be something out there that 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 is made for kids that doesn't involve a screen, and I couldn't really find anything that I that I would feel good giving my kids. And so, Zenimal was created, and my son was born a couple years later and um even more drive uh to do that and then uh in 2018 may of 2018 i i lost my dad suddenly which he was uh, like everything just everything to me and it was it was like basically the fourth worst thing besides, besides losing my kids and my husband that I felt that I could, that I would feel pain for. And it broke me, it it shattered me a little bit. And I was halfway through, you know, building this company and I had started recording the meditations and You know, I fell apart for a little bit. I certainly did. And, and I, but I, you know what, I kept, I kept going to class. I kept surrounding myself with people who continually picked me up and I'd, I'd fall to smithereens and, and and I didn't feel like I could get up again. I didn't want to get up again some days. And I kept getting pushed. And, and it was, it was so important, um, to have those people. And and obviously, you know, my kids and my husband were, were there every step of the way as well, but, but having just surrounding yourself with those people who genuinely want to see you get up again and again and again is, is so key. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I think, right? Did I cover everything? It was a lot. Yeah, (laughs) it's
1: amazing. I'm an actress,
0: so I love talking about myself.
1: (laughs) Well, you do it so well. It was so eloquently put. And uh, you really covered pretty much all the bases for a lot of the, the things that we try and get our guests to kind of share and open up about. So thank you for sharing that.
0: Of course.
1: So when when you were talking about growing as a person and and moving through life uh you you mentioned a lot about community having a lot of safety and and I, there were a lot of undertones of like just having people that are really open and and willing to either support you or have different thoughts or or start growing as people are there other qualities in uh yourself or in a community that that you feel are are particularly helpful with kind of growing as, as people and and building that practice of mindfulness?
0: Yeah, I think vulnerability is like number one. Like I, I have to have authentic people and anyone who's going to put on a face to me or would step on me to get somewhere else. Like I, I just, I, I can't play like that. And I think people who are are willing to show every side of them. Not the and on that that's like I feel like that's what that's my plight with social media, right? Is you're only seeing mm-hmm. one side of people. And, and it's and always yeah, their it's best like, put one. <laughs> yeah, It's like always their best put, or it's always some put, right? Like it's you know, whatever mm-hmm. whatever their shtick is, it's so yeah. consistently that. And um that's why I've just never been, been huge on social media that and I'm a little bit old, maybe maybe that's it too. But, (laughs) but no, I I like to see everybody's everything. And I want to know, like, what scares you? I want to know what irritates you about me or whatever, like I, honesty, um, again, authenticity. And, and I think also wanting to be a part of a community together. I think there's, there's some people who like the, they just live in their own universe right it's like and and they'll think like oh i i need friends so i'm going to go get friends but it's it's not really it's not really friends
2: it's different when you have, you know, the mindset going into a friendship of this is somebody I want for a lifetime around me.
0: You know, I think it's yeah. different than
2: just the quick fix you were talking about of like, oh, I need friends, so I'll just kind of pick whoever.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's definitely like a big, big part of it. And and um, there is also this gut reaction that I have, and I, I'm hesitant to even say this because sometimes I sound like a bad person, but but <laughs> – if I hear good news about somebody like they they I'm thinking back more when when we were when I was really super focused on acting and it was mm-hmm. like oh I booked this TV show or whatever and if my gut reaction was like yes like oh my gosh like that is awesome I'm like you'll be my friend forever like my gut is telling me like I'm pumped for you but if it was like a oh you did t- you booked? like in this oh man that just makes me sound like an awful person but it it, i kind of you just your gut knows
2: Also, when you're in a business like the entertainment industry, it can be hard sometimes to be happy for other people's success when you yourself may not be having a ton. So I think that speaks volumes when, you know, no matter where you are in your career, if you can be super happy for somebody else, you know, completely authentically, I think that speaks volumes.
0: Yeah. And then it's you You always have your turn, right? Like if you stay in this long enough, you always have your turn. And then those people are always there to cheerlead you you know I remember the first feature film I got and and all you guys texting like how's it going how's it going and I'm like they're serving waffles it's the coolest thing you know it's like <laughs> that was like the, you know the, the coolest part of my day but then but you guys were all so pumped and it's like everybody gets their turn and it's being in a community that serves that I think is I ah, it's just it's priceless
1: so getting to that point where you feel like you, you get to where, where you deserve. If you're speaking to somebody that isn't quite there yet and doesn't quite see the light at the end of the tunnel, you have any advice for them, like in terms of what they should do or how should, they should think about? Uh, moving forward and, and just either being patient about getting to that point or, or some other advice you have in that area?
0: Yeah, I think I have a lot of advice in that area. I think now having sort of deviated from that plan, if it's temporary, if it's permanent, I don't know. Um, but continue to live your life don't let every aspect of your life be dictated by your dream because it will pass you by and it will go by too fast. And it was, it, you know, I, I waited a long time to have kids for this reason. Um, I always felt like, Oh, you know, I just need to, you know, I need to be a series regular and then I can have kids. Oh, and then we can, you know, we can move here, we can do this, or I can, Go on this vacation, or I can go to Yosemite. Whatever, whatever it was. Every, you know, just I felt like a while ago it was everything was. I'm not. I can't leave LA because what if I get an audition? I can't have kids because you know I'm I'm gonna be huge for a year and no one's gonna no one's gonna hire me for anything. And I just kind of said I'm gonna do it anyway and took a leap and it was really from that point on that i felt like i had successes and i was just in general a more joyful person you know it's you, you live a full life you you can't get all of your joy from one avenue and so Putting things on hold for your dream just because you you don't feel like you are where you're supposed to be, um, it goes you know it's like circles back to my my third little mantra of like I always arrive at the right place at the right time. So continue to live your life. Continue to do things besides music, besides acting, besides painting, whatever whatever creative endeavor you're going after. Make sure you keep living, and um, and things will fall into place. Not everybody is is meant to have immediate success. And I think you enjoy it so much more when you've traveled the road and you've met the people, and you know if if I had moved to l a and booked a TV show, I never would have gotten into class. I never would have found my people, and I'd probably be incredibly miserable and it's a brutal industry, anything creative I think is a brutal is a is a brutal undertaking because you can be dropped at any moment from your throne and so having people sitting next to you to move on with is imperative, really. Yeah, I think I think that's a huge piece of advice. And then for me accepting that it was time for me to move to another avenue of life, which was creating Zanimal, It was hard. It was a hard decision to make it. Certainly. I remember telling Jeff that I wasn't coming back to class because I was I was going to go do this other thing. And it was hard. It broke my heart. But I think, again, I would not have the strength To have started a company starting a company is it takes some thick skin and, uh, it's a lot of, it's a lot of nose. It's a lot of rejection. It's a lot of let down huge spikes, right. Of like, wow, joy. And then Mm a big old, you know, fall off the cliff, which is, which is being an artist. And so it, that prepared me a ton for that. I got to do voiceover, which I also did for, uh, uh, pretty often throughout my career. So I got to do voiceover for the, the Zenimal turtle. Um, I'm the voice on it. And, um, so I still get to do, to practice my art and, you know, even filming silly videos for Instagram or Facebook or whatever, it's, I find a lot of joy in that and and comfort. Uh, so I still I still get to do it, which is so neat, and it, and it I find a lot of peace in that, and I have no regrets at all. And again, without without the last uh, twenty years of of being an artist, I I never could have accomplished what I've accomplished in really just a short amount of time creating this company.
1: Yeah, how how old is Animal as a as a company?
0: It is pretty new. Um, <laughs> we I really like really really started pushing December of 2018. Um, so I created the LLC, did that whole thing, got the drawings going, and then it just launched really quickly from there. So I think I got we got our final drawings in January, I took a trip to China to solidify our factories in April, and we got our first shipment of turtles in December of this year. So just a little over, just about a year um, of of hard work. It's a (laughs) baby. It's just a baby. It's just a baby. Um, And it is, it is, it is like a child. He's uh, I don't know why I'm calling him him. That's real weird. Um, but no, it's, it's my third, it's my third child is, and then that's what it feels like. You know, it's, um, it was, it was, um, he's kind of in the world now and I've, I have to raise it and be responsible and feed it and um, do all that. And it's cool. Nurture. It's yeah. nurture. Yeah. And I think that's was you know, it's neat being, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's me. I, I wear a lot of hats in the company and, and being a female, I think I have, uh, a really unique approach to business that, uh, maybe, maybe a guy wouldn't. Um, and I appreciate that because it is, it, it is a nurturing and, and I have just a, a deep, deep love for Zenimal and I have big dreams for it. I'm hopefully I'm not projecting too much of my own, like I probably do on my own kids, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, we all do, we all do it. Um, everyone does. Everyone does it. So it's, I, it's been, it's been a joy and, and, and again, t- t- tough. And, and I think, you know, if, If there are people listening that are creatives, it's like, just stay stay with your passion and it will guide you but you have to listen and you have to be open and if the little voice had said now is the time to start Zenimal and I said nope it's I am an actress this is what it's like none of this would exist and what a bummer you know and I would have missed out on such a mm-hmm. huge segment of life so I think staying open and and meditation has been incredibly instrumental in that and um I will have random you know you're not you know it's always like I'm not supposed to have thoughts during meditation, but I will get these epiphanies of I, this is my next move. This is my decision. This is what's happening next because, because you're relaxed and, and open to all possibilities. I think it's just, it's a big gift.
1: When I started uh, doing a practice of, of meditation, it, it opened my eyes to how similar it is to a lot of both performance and improvisation. So when you're meditating the way it was described to me is you're supposed to allow your brain to have thoughts and then you just have to let them go yeah. and the only way to let them go is to either have new thoughts or or focus on something different so it, it's kind of that mental exercise of of just letting things go and trying new yeah. something new. Yeah. Uh, and and that kind of parallels really well, I think, with you approach your your new endeavors, uh, which is really cool to hear. Where it sounds like you know I I was an actress for a really long time. I really worked hard at it and, and pursued it, but then I was open enough and and willing to to move on to something new because it was an opportunity that was really something lo- that you were looking forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think was it in Big Magic that that she says that, you know, the universe will hand you ideas and, and options. And if you, if you don't take them, they'll give them to somebody else. And that's what I felt like Zenimal was. And that is, it's, it is just doing the, it's, it's doing something different. And sometimes that's, that's, that's what the next step is. And, um, so, so interesting. And, and I'm embarrassed to quote frozen too, but you just do the next right thing. It's so simple. You don't have to do the next ten right things. You just got to do the next one, and and so being being open to that. And I think Mitch, that's what you're saying too, is like just move on to something different. Just don't you don't keep replaying the same reel over and over and over again because you're you'll be a hamster on a wheel. Um, and it's not to say like oh change every single day and you know move move move, but um, you know do it do it peacefully. But, but don't allow yourself to get stuck because you have one idea and one idea only of of how something should look.
1: So we do have some final closing questions awesome. that I feel like you're going to knock right out of the freaking park. Wow. Uh, Put the
0: pressure on, oh, yeah. man.
1: Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you no, you will. You're going to be okay. great. All, right. yeah. All the pressure is on, but you know, you can handle it.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: And and with the beauty of editing, even if it's a if it's a poor response and you want to redo it, you totally can.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah. That's I a great love great thing. It.
2: If you want to just scratch it, just be like, wait, hold on, just I need to restart. This is cool. I'll <laughs> we'll cut it out. Yeah. Cool. All right. So uh first question. What do you think is uh one of the hardest things about pursuing the arts?
0: At judgment. It's self-judgment and judgment from others. I think, um, it's, it's getting better, you know? Um, and I, you know, like you guys had super duper supportive parents, thankfully, um, that just wanted me to be happy. And there was, there was very little pressure, but you know, I, I think I put probably more pressure on myself than anything of, Boy, I better be successful at this, otherwise people are gonna laugh at me. I'm gonna laugh at myself. And so it's eliminating that judgment. And that, and I, and that, that to me is the hardest, the hardest part. And it is, it's one of those things too. I mean, I think I've said this before, is like, it's not like becoming a doctor or becoming a lawyer where you go to school for X years, you pass your tests, and then voila, you are a doctor, right? And and that's not the creative world it's you there's no amount of school that could that could dictate what your what your position is going to be in 5 10 years where where you'll be with it the success you know quote unquote success you'll have and so i think as best as you can steering clear of you know the toxic people that deliberately judge you and knowing that you deserve to go down that road You know, it's, if we need, we need artistic people, the world evolves around it. And and, and it, and it is a level of sensitivity in a, in a, in a creative person that the world needs, um, that our planet needs. And so don't listen to the judgment, try not to listen to your own judgment. You know, it's, um, I have a, I have a pretty, you know, judgy little person in the room in my head and. I've decided to let her stay and I just, I don't let her make decisions all the time. And, and I don't, I don't let her allow me to live in fear of the unknown. So, yeah, I think, I think I would have to say that, that, that for me, that that's been the biggest battle being, being a creative person, but, um, continuing to support that and, and eliminate it as, as, as much as I can from, from any external sources.
1: So uh who who have you learned the most from
0: Probably my dad you know it was he led such a beautiful and and simple life and he helped so many people it was so we did a celebration of life for him and i was shocked by the amount of people that showed up to say you know i i wouldn't be here if it weren't for your dad i wouldn't you know have done whatever without your dad. And and it was something I never really knew he was doing, you know, because I was so concerned mm-hmm. with how is he helping me? Right. And it was like, you know, these people coming up, your dad was my best friend. And it was like, no, actually he was, he was actually my best friend, you know? And, you know, he showed me how to live a life that is balanced and, and, um, you know, he still worked very, very hard. He still helped a lot of people, but there was never an opportunity that he let me miss or, or my brothers miss and, um, supported us all the way through everything. And the end of, of every meditation that we have on this animal turtle ends with, don't forget you're a good kid. And, um, this was something he said to us, Ever, I mean, probably 10 times a day, uh, growing up and even as adults, there was never a conversation even if he'd leave the room, you know, he'd say, he'd say, don't forget you're a good kid. And I think that that is, it is so kind and, and it's how he lived in just utter kindness. And, um, he was such a gentleman that I think that, that, that molded me so much um, especially after after we lost him, that uh, I wanted to continue that. You know, there was hundreds of people that he helped, and I want to turn that hundreds into millions. And that's that's how the that's how the world gets better, right? Is 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 you you perpetuate goodness and and kindness and generosity. So I think it just, definitely my dad has has taught me the most in life.
1: Wow, he sounds like a a really incredible guy.
0: Yeah. It was a, such, such a pleasure to have him as a father and, and he's still with us. Like, it's so funny. I, I, he, he typically like he pops into my head at one o'clock in the morning and he's like, it'll be like, Hey, you should do this or whatever. And it's like something I've not thought about, or, you know, he'll call and mm-hmm. kind of call me on mm-hmm. BS too. If I'm, you know, pushing too hard with Zenimal or yes. I'm, you know, I'm not balancing work and life and, uh, maybe not being present mm-hmm. with my kids because I'm thinking about the patent or whatever, you know, and he, I hear him, you know, saying like, put down your phone or stop thinking for, about that. And just look at how amazing your kids are. He, he pops in a lot. So, um, so I don't, I don't feel that I'm totally, totally without him.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Um, on the same kind of question path, uh, what resource do you think you've
0: learned the most from? If you haven't read Big Magic, um, that impacted me a lot. And I think that was like a mandatory reading, wasn't it, for, for J.R.S. Melody? Is that right?
2: I don't think it was – it wasn't Big Magic. It was um, The War of Art.
0: Okay. Maybe it was just something he recommended.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he may have added it. Um, I'm sure yeah. it's on their recommended list. They have amazing yeah, book
0: I think lists that that, sure. that book really yeah. – um, Really spoke to me in in that I don't have to have everything figured out. I just have to keep pursuing what lights me on fire, what makes me excited, and and finding. You know, I, I think there was a part of the the book that that talked about you know eliminating the excuses, and that that's been a big thing. You know, starting a company with a three and four year old, and they were uh, one and th- one and three when I when I, when I started it and, and it was like, Hey, this is not an excuse. Like this, I, I started getting up at four 30 in the morning. I'd get my workout in, I get my meditation in, I get my emails out. Kids would wake up, you know, we do that. And I, for a while I was, I was a a stay at home mom and doing this. And then we started to get a little bit of help. And, and now the kids are just in preschool a couple days a week, but, but eliminating the excuses of not doing things, um, that I think was a part of that book. And then, um, their, her Rising Strong book is also amazing. Being in the arena, you know, and you're battling and you're bloody and your face is in the dirt and you continue to get up. And and I, that image to me, Sticks with me on my really really tough days where you know I I I will I will like not not ever lie about how difficult it's been and and after losing my dad there were some days I didn't want to get up I wanted to leave my face in the dirt and I didn't want to do it anymore and the deep depression would would sink in some days and and even with two little beautiful faces and an incredible husband like I still I still didn't want to do it and and then you just you lift one finger right and then another and then you slowly push yourself up and and you're all of a sudden you're standing right and it's like okay game on i'm i'm mm-hmm. staying in the arena and 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 stay in your arena and and keep doing it life is so tricky it's so tricky i don't i don't care what path you're on you deserve to be here everybody deserves to be here and everybody deserves joy and and um so i think those two books probably have have impacted me a lot you know and i think i think being like again being in in an acting class if you're an actor and um or you know if you're a musician having a group of people you get together and you you do your craft find the people that will do it with you for free or whatever in a class you pay. Um, but it's, but everyone's on the same level and everyone's doing it strictly because they love it. Um, I think that's a huge resource. So finding, and you might have to, you know, go to several acting schools to find your jam. Um, and, uh, and you know whatever else, but doing it, doing it with a group, or if you're, if you're, if you're a painter, whatever, don't paint all the time by yourself. You, you know, it's, even if you feel like oh i'm i'm a i'm an introvert or whatever it is like we we all need that human contact that that human touch um it releases the you know that oxytocin in your brain that love hormone that is so important and it feels so nice and it's so easy to get so wrapped up in our phones and cuz we're we're constantly being you know dripped with dopamine you know, and, and so we feel like, oh no, my, this makes me happy. This makes me happy, but it's not, it's not at all. And, um, so looking around and, um, and finding where you fit in is, is worth the effort, I promise.
1: Wow. Uh, so, so you've already given us so, uh, so much great, uh, kind of wisdom and, and, uh, a, a lot of really great advice. Um, are there any quotes or, 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 further pieces of wisdom that, that you feel have, have given you particular inspiration over the years?
0: I think it's, I think just, you know, my dad's quote of, of surround yourself with people who, who you want good things for and who want good things for you is, I think that's that really, that's my favorite, I think. And, um, uh, and, and don't forget you're a good kid because you are, you know, everybody, everybody's good. And it's and reminding yourself that you're good. And and just because you might yell at somebody in traffic or whatever it is like, you know, forgive yourself. Do
2: you currently have a favorite piece of art right now, whether it's a song or a movie, TV show, book, piece of visual art, anything right now
0: that's giving you inspiration? Um, that's an awesome question um it's it's hard because i we we don't watch tv anymore and my kids my kids get to watch what you watch those embarrassing my kids get to watch movies on friday nights um and then sometimes on on sunday mornings so it's, it's like a lot of uh, aladdin right now and a lot of lot of frozen um so I'm <laughs> like, all the songs that i have in my head and everything i'm like oh yeah that's a that's a good one, and um, my my son loves trains. So we listen to a lot of train music. Yeah, you know it's and it's 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 a kid thing. I'm quoting all these kids. This is just embarrassing. The Frozen um, the "Show Yourself" song is is like I feel so great when my daughter requests that. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's like we're turning it up loud. We're gonna dim the lights. We're gonna have a dance party to this. I think just it's like a be you and and let everything go and. Any time you can feel that is amazing um the i think it's the secret life of pets 2 has a song that it's going to be a lovely day and if i I will like i'm embarrassed Mm -hmm. i'm embarrassed i'm going to confess this i i in the morning when i work out and i I have we have a spin bike in the house and and i will turn that up in my headphones and just jam and i'm like it's gonna be a lovely day i've got some stuff on my plate today but it's gonna be a lovely (laughs) day and it it is you just like psych yourself up and then i'm like yeah then it turns out it's gonna it, it 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 was a lovely day so um so yeah that's i this is this is gonna be my failed question i'm afraid because it's like so entirely not not entirely lame and not inspiring for for the 25 year old you know who's (laughs) who's, you know like looking for some (laughs) profound something of no this is what's in my head right now
2: well sometimes you have to go back to the basics and you have to yes. go back to the simple things yes. to just remind yes. yourself. Yes. You know?
0: For
1: me, I'm I'm gonna add those to my workout <laughs> playlist <laughs> for sure. God.
2: It's honestly I will stand by you as well because Disney songs they are the I best are... workout songs because okay. they make you feel oh so my gosh, I feel like top world because they're so <laughs> motivating too like they're not because like the music itself is oh, you know yeah. the swelling is amazing and you know all of the instrumentals but like the oh, lyrics yes. are what gets like, you, they get you know oh my gosh elsa gets me she
0: knows where i am in life like it's like she sees my yes. struggles.
2: she understands <laughs> yes. what it's like to be different yes.
0: <laughs> yeah no yeah, yeah so it i do you just can't go wrong with that at all
2: it's true. They have a good message. That's why yes. they've been around for so long. and they've, and they've so actually long.
0: adapted very well, I think, to inspiring girls. And I'm, I, I don't mind at all. Um, yeah, you know, I'm pretty picky about the stuff that I expose my daughter, especially to, um, and my son. But I, mm-hmm. I don't ever want her to feel like, oh, she needs to be rescued or she needs uh, somebody to take right, care the of her all the time, distress, but I think yeah. they've done a really nice job and just putting out a positive message too. I think there's so much negativity in the world right now. I think, um, it's a kind of a tough place mm-hmm. to be at the moment. And, and, um, I think they do, a they do a nice job just giving hope and possibilities, especially to kids yeah. that, you know, feel like there, there might not be a whole lot of that right now.
1: Um, well now I'm going to, I'm going to take it to a, a 180. This, cool. this question awesome. can... <laughs> I'm I'm not even going to color it. It's it's just different. What keeps you up at night?
0: You know, I think like being a mom, like obviously the wellness of your children. The thing that I I typically like will sort of beat myself up about is is not being present a lot of the time. Um and not every day, like it's, you know, I try to be good, um but on certain days where I just have to get so much done, I miss moments and i'm so sad and and every day is getting better because i i every time i put my head on my pillow i'm like oh, i missed that because i was thinking about this so it is a fear of of not being present and i think not being present also makes time go by a lot faster and you sort of you know it's like oh where do the days go i can't believe it's already february you know it's like these these cliche things but that really does come like time moves faster when you're not present. And I think that's, and I remember being a kid and feeling like, oh my gosh, time goes by so, so slow. I'm never going to grow up. And it's because kids are present. Like they don't know how to not be in the moment. And they haven't learned the, the, the art of distraction yet. And um, they're learning at an earlier age, which is, which is kind of sad and is also a, a part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But It's like a, like a fear of missing out, but in the past, um, that keeps me up at night and then business, business stuff always does. Right. And I think I, you know, I, and there, there are some nights that I wonder if I'm balancing things properly. And I think that kind of goes back to, to not being mindful throughout the day. And not being rushed, I think that's also something that I've I've learned even in the last couple months since I think since the holidays basically is like don't rush things. Is what's the what where are we going? Where are we going? You know, I, I get in this head headspace where it's like, oh man, I've got to I've got to you know get on this, whatever program to talk about Zenimal. And I have to, you know, let everybody in the world know about it right now. Otherwise, you know, whatever is going to happen. It's like, what's going to happen? Like you're, it's going to be fine. And, and I, and typically you make less mistakes when you move, you know, um, a little quieter, I guess. So trying, trying to slow down, I think is, is a battle that I face obviously at night when everything is amplified exponentially. (laughs) It's like, Oh, I, you know, I, I want to move, want to move fast on something, but at the same time I want to stop and, you know, stop time and just enjoy where I am because I think I am at such a sweet spot in life. Um, and I, I do genuinely enjoy everything that I'm doing, um, that I just need to continue to remind myself that this is, this is it. Like I I've arrived basically, you know, um, even though on paper it's, I'm, I'm so very far.
1: Yeah. Pretty big stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you kind of touched on this earlier,
2: but to anybody in the world who might be interested in pursuing the arts while still, you know, working a nine to five, or maybe not pursuing them entirely just as the arts alone, what advice would you give them?
0: Yeah, I think find what just pumps you up. I met someone the other night at a seminar I went to, and she has a nine to five, but on the side she does pottery. and And I thought, like, oh my gosh, that is just amazing. And that, and that is her, like, sacred space. So find whatever you love: acting, pottery, music. It could be the the quirkiest thing, it, and it, it may take some exploring to find. But make it your sacred space, and make space for it. There's there's always room in every day. And I know that the world is hard, you know, especially living out here in LA. Like the 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 financial demands just to survive are crazy. But be open to possibilities. Don't just get stuck in a rut. If you hate your nine to five, like you just hate it keep searching there, there is something for you out there, um, that will, that will bring you more joy in the meantime of, of not when you can't, you know, you can't, you can't do pottery all day long. I mean, I guess you could. Um, but, um, but un- until you can, you know, do, do your thing, it's tough. It's that's, that's a really, you know, I feel like, Oh, it's so easy for me to, to sit here and I've started my own company to say like, Oh, just, just find the thing that, you know, makes you happy. And, and I'm so unbelievably lucky that this is, this is now my nine to five, but, um, and that I, I still get to trickle in with the creative stuff, but, but holding space for cre- your creative things and, and, and that is going to fluctuate as your life, Ebbs and flows. And I think accepting that, that that maybe in, you know, for 2020, you don't get to do it quite as much, but you still get it in and then make it, you know, put it manifest it in your in your meditation or your prayers or whatever you do um, that you want to do it more. Keep it that stuff works. It whatever your avenue is of asking um for things, putting things out there do it and do it consistently because I am not, I am not kidding you. Miracles happen. I'm, I'm it's uh, I know everybody says it and it's whatever, but it's true. Every, almost everything that I have ever asked for has, has, has happened. And, and it's just a matter of being consistent and, and putting good things out and, and positive things out into the world. And, um, you know, gratitude's a, another monster thing that I think is just so significant and amazing um just being thankful continually every day being thankful and some days again i get it it's there's it's hard to find things that are to be super thankful about um when 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 bad things happen um i guess you can't really label anything bad but um things that don't feel good right that, that happen and saying you know like i'm i don't care i'm thankful for you know that i have all my toenails whatever it is you know it's but but continuing to 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 put that in, in your body, in your mind and out there, um, will help a lot. I think.
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening.
0: You can find out more about Anna
2: and Zenimal at www.zenimals.com.
1: Her information and more details about the interview can also be found on our website, www.artisticpodcast.com.
2: If you liked the conversation, please let us know by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show and gives us a chance to know who's listening.
1: For updates on new episodes and content, you can follow us at The Artistic Pod on Instagram and Facebook.
2: Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later!